questions you care about with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Sam is so skinny And they whirl and they twirl and they tangle Singing and jingin' a jangle Float like the heavens above Looks like muskrat love Muskrat love, what a weird name for a song. One of the songs of 1977, which is where our bumper musics find themselves this morning. Here on the Watchdog Morning Show, it's just about 8.40, 20 till the hour. Uh, I'm talking about trunk or treats, uh, Vance Church doing one I mentioned, and just got this note. Uh, the Osiris Shrine out in Elm Grove is doing a trunk or treat on Sunday, October 29th from 2 to 4 p.m. Cars can start decorating at noon. Free event for the community. You do not have to be a Shriner to be part of it. Uh, trunk or treat, the Osiris Shrine Temple out in Elm Grove, um, corner of Kruger Street and Bridge Street, I guess that is, Route, uh, Route 88, whatever that is. Uh, you all know where the Osiris Shrine Temple is. Uh, uh, Sunday, October 29th, 2 to 4 p.m. Uh, you can take part in it, or you can just go and get some goodies, get some candy. With all that uh, trick-or-treat talk, Howard, it uh, it's uh, kind of easy to forget about old summer. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, as you know, and you would made fun of me for a while, I, I was holding on to summer as long as I could, but... I let it go. See you, summer. <laughs> Goodbye. Well, you know, we're moving now into, into the fall. 45 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 44 at the Highlands, 46 in Elm Grove, 45 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Pop-up showers likely on and off throughout the day. Daytime high up to around 54, mostly cloudy during the day. Tomorrow going to be pretty much the same. Wednesday will be sunnier, a high around 60-ish or so. Um, and moving into the mid-60s come Thursday. Again, rain for a good bit of the weekend on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So just uh, be aware of that. Uh, announced over the weekend, and it's not a great surprise because he had been, uh, on. if you follow his Facebook posts, the folks at Carlito's Soul Kitchen um, have been struggling. Uh, he put on a Facebook post months ago that his initial um, – Soul Food Buffet at lunchtime. They shut it down. I just couldn't keep on doing it. Uh, and I felt bad about that because I wanted to go. I mean, I had always had them in my mind to, you know, put them in my rotation. But I didn't, uh, hadn't got there yet. And I heard lots of good things about that Soul Food Buffet. But he closed it down before a chance to even give it a try. And then you recall a couple weeks ago, and he took a lot of flack for this, and I think rightly so, he was criticizing, uh, there were too many people who came into his restaurant uh, at an, on an event night, and it overcrowded them, and the people were unhappy because he wasn't properly prepared and so on. And I, I don't know anything about the individual. I, I don't know anything about the running of this restaurant. I, I don't like to see any restaurant close. I, the more eateries we have, the happier I am. But in this particular case, Carlitos announced this weekend that uh, they will close uh, at the end of the month. Uh, let's see, what does he have to say here? Well, folks, it's been decided. Carlitos Soul Kitchen closing in two weeks. If you've not been here yet, come out sometime in the next two weeks. Have a last supper with us. Our last day will be October 28th. We have a couple of lease options to lease this space, as well as a few uh, interesting, if you want to purchase the buildings and so on. Um, at any rate, Carlitos is, um, is closing. 
the owner says, I can't think, thank all my staff enough for putting up with me <laughs> and working so hard to make this place beautiful. On to the next chapter. A couple of messages, I, I think, come out of this, and I do not know a single thing about that particular restaurant in terms of the business side of it. Although, again, thank God I caught myself uh, maybe 20 years ago. Has it been that long ago? A friend of mine and I had bought the business there. We, we were going to open up a restaurant there. I mean, we had already talked to the bank and all this kind of stuff. Somewhere along the way, we looked at each other and said, do you know anything about running a restaurant? I said, no, do you? Said, no. I said, what, what the hell are we doing trying to open up a restaurant? So we, we bagged that. So I know <laughs> I knew enough to not, to not try to do it. Uh, Carlitos was a spinoff of Rachel's on 16th Street. Rachel's on 16th Street, just down the street from Channel 7, a nice, small, I'll call it a diner. It was a breakfast, lunch, diner, uh, only morning and early afternoon hours, and that was it. Had only a handful of tables. You could, you, know, you could easily sometimes go in there and realize there was no room to sit. You had to sort of wait for someone to leave. But they were very successful. Rachel's was very successful, and then they decided to add... Carlitos, and by, in case you don't know, by the way, Carlitos was in the old Uncle Pete's building uh, on Main Street. And a couple of thoughts run through my mind. Again, this is not meant to be a criticism, but number one, I see too many businesses over the years who grow, who believe they can grow too quickly. You get a successful restaurant, and then you think, well, then we'll make it bigger, we'll do more. And it doesn't always work that way. Um, I have always cited the best example, Bob, and you have heard me say this over and over again. Mike DePlaga, when he opened up the Swing Club, or opened up Generations for the first time in decades, back in about 20 years ago or so, it was it, he opened it up just as a small bar with a few tables. And when that became successful, if you all remember this, then he tore down one wall, pushed it out, added more room for a bar. And after that became successful, then he built the outside deck. And after that became successful, he turned the deck into even more seating space. But it was a slow growth waiting for the first part to succeed before you moved on to the second part. Mike now has a really thriving business out there. It's a bar, it's a restaurant, it's a catering service. Uh, he does a great job. But he grew it in a very methodic way. Didn't jump right in and say, well, hey, last Tuesday we did well, so now I'm going to add more seats. You know, that's the way you got to grow a business. You're exactly right, Howard. And I think the other thing that jumps out at me is Uncle Pete's had a great business in that building. Now they have an even bigger and better business in Uncle Elm does. Grove. Yes. Uncle Pete's does. Yeah. Now, I don't know, but I think that's true. Big Shot Bob's went in there. They could not make a go of it or decided to, to leave. Uh, Kalito's the same thing. I never thought that that was a great location because you have so many other options today. It's not like the old days, Howard, when we just go find that place. They're there. They're everywhere now. And I think um, I saw a lot of people on social media saying, well, it's because of that damn streetscape. That's what it is. The streets Did are all trying. Nah. Not, you know, that certainly could be a problem for the Bridge Tavern. Bridge Tavern might be. They could say that all day long, and I Tito's agree with them. Could yes, say that. yes, Tito, absolutely. But, but uh, Carlito's. They're not in downtown. You don't have to go through the streetscape to, to get to them. But the problem there is, and again, I'm not criticizing these guys. They felt they could make it work. Uh, there's no parking. There's very limited parking. 
to get uh, to the dining area, you got to go up those back steps. Either find one or two spaces out front, which they have, or you got to go up those back steps. That's fine, except not for people like me. Bob and I were there not too long ago, and uh, you know, I was lucky to make, uh, 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 to get up there. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's not the world's best location. Once you become a successful, Uncle Pete's made it work, and once it became a go-to place. But it takes a long time. And that's the other thing that I, I – restaurants, in my opinion – and I, I had a small business, a very small business once. But the one thing I learned is you have to be able to survive for a long period of time without a lot of business because you have to be there and do it and do it and do it and do it every day. And – if you don't have the kind of money to make that work, and I understand that's all has to do with money, um, it, it, it won't succeed. Now, I understand that um, Carlitos wisely, the folks who, again, it's, it, what they did was close Rachel's on 16th down, kind of merge it with Carlitos. Rachel's, I think, is going to reopen on 16th Street again. Smart move. Just That's a great location. It's a great location, 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 Bob. It's, that's what makes things work. Uh, in the restaurant business, as well as so many other businesses, too. You look at Rachel's on 16th Street. They have built-in clientele from WTRF TV. They have built-in clientele from the Wheeling Clinic down the street. They have built-in clientele from the Department of Health and Human Resources across the street. They have built-in clientele from the city building, the uh, sheriff's department, and all of those things just down the street. They have built-in clientele from the library. There are people, it, it's, it's within walking distance of many people who want to grab lunch or an early breakfast. That's what makes it work. Carlitos is a destination place. You have to decide to go there. And again, unfortunately, it just, you didn't get, there wasn't enough time for it to work. I don't fault the owner. You have to be able to sustain yourself for a long period of time. Until it until it finally catches on, I think we'll see a, a a good turnaround where everybody will start going back to Rachel's now, and uh, oh, I, I think so everything too. will be okay. Yeah, and Rachel's was a great place. I mean, I they had great, you know, their breakfast was was probably their star, uh, but I would go up there. Biff and I would go there and um, hot turkey sandwiches. Yeah, baby, you know. Which you had, by the way, this weekend at your house. I did. There's a couple leftovers left, Howard. I'm thinking that's going to be my lunch today. Are you inviting me? Oh, no. I nah, I'm going to eat that, Howard. It's going to be your lunch today. So The way you are with Sarah's cookies, that you know how I am with uh, hot turkey sandwiches, Howard. Oh, God almighty. I Stay know. away from it. <laughs> I know that. Anyways, so I, I feel bad for Carlitos. Truth of the matter is restaurants are the hardest business to sustain. You know, you, And we've been very fortunate here in the Ohio Valley that we have a lot of restaurants. I've said this before. We During the pandemic, we had multiple restaurants open up during the pandemic when across the country, restaurants were shutting down. So we have been very fortunate. And I and to see restaurants closed depresses me. But I think you, you, have, to, you have to be prepared to deal with it. You know, you, you got to really, yeah, not thick skin, that's not the right word. You just, you just have to be able to... Get through the early stages, and the early stages sometimes can take. What do they say? I remember uh, Charlie Schlegel uh, telling us. I think, and I've heard this before. If a restaurant can make it two years, they'll probably succeed. 
but it's the first getting two there. Years. Yeah, it's the first two years that are the hardest. And Howard, I don't have a much. I don't have much, but everything I have, I would mortgage to open up a restaurant at the Highlands. I think I could knock everybody's socks off. What are you gonna do? I'd like to open up a Chili's up there. I love Chili's. Chili's French. Yes. Not, not a Chili restaurant, but no, Chili's no, no. Franchise. I don't, a Chili's franchise, and I think it would be the top restaurant up there on the hill. See, I don't agree. I don't think. Never don't, been a fan? No. I, again, and that's, so I'm not a fan. You are a fan, so you see it differently. I don't, I, it's not, a, it's not, I don't think that, I don't think we have enough folks who would go to a Chili's around here. But, I, but again, I don't know. That's where you you know, my, let me tell you my record with restaurants, all right? Again, I thought at once upon a time about buying what, what it used to be Uncle Pete's. It was before it was Uncle Pete's, but that building now works at Carlitos. And I was smart enough to say no. I actually researched opening up a Hooters. at a partner, and he and I uh, looked into Hooters. Hooters laughed at us. Uh, Hooters, Hooters said, where are you, you? Now, this, again, was probably 20 years ago. What? what? You want? You want to talk about Hooters in Wheeling, West Virginia? Yeah, I don't think so. So those are my that's my experience in, in opening a restaurant. Uh, off the uh, Frio Stack Auction Service text line, check what Bob is drinking. Chili's will not work. I don't know. Wow, I, I love know. it. It's my favorite. I don't know. Um, but again, everybody has their own their own their own tastes, I guess. All right, uh, eight fifty one nine before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Now there are standard restaurants that everybody knows, everybody loves. I think everybody goes to. I'm talking about franchises. We've been talking here mainly about local independent restaurants. They're hard to do, uh, but I want to talk about a couple of chain restaurants and what they say is happening. Which they say that people like me aren't coming there anymore. Well, I got to speak for myself. They're wrong. I'll tell you about that coming up next. Watchdog Morning Show. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. With the weather changing, now's a great time to head on into your local Toyota dealer, where legendary performance and reliability go hand in hand. Check out a sporty Camry with available all-wheel drive and Toyota Safety Sense, or the spacious RAV4, turning heads with amazing fuel efficiency. And now, explore Toyota like never before, with hybrids, plug-in hybrids, and full electric options. Visit buyatoyota.com today. Offers end October 31st. Toyota, let's go places. Frio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. From estates to business liquidation, antiques, coins, firearms, real estate, and more. We're also certified appraisers. Frio and Stack can handle it all. Call us now for a free outside consultation. 304-233-3168. Or visit frioandstack.com. Licensed in West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Frio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. Everyone appreciates the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Even Governor Justice. Howard, you're a good man, and I appreciate all you do every day. Thank you, sir. Weekdays, 7 to 10 a.m. on The Watchdog. He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine.
bumper music from 1977 uh, all morning this morning because that is the year in which I got married and yesterday was my 46th anniversary. So uh, we're kind of celebrating that, commemorating that. Happy to be 46 years of marriage. Almost said 46 years of happy marriage. I got to tell you a few times in there, the happiness. Ask my wife, she'll tell you, hey, we're always happy. And I guess that's the secret to things. You gotta, you gotta put through, get through the bad times, to enjoy the good times, and then eventually you reach the point where we are. We're just old people sitting around, and you go, Phew, "Thank God we made it." <laughs> In the words of Barry Manilow, "I love me some Manilow. I love me some Manilow." Staying with the uh, restaurant subject just for a minute or two here, um, we're talking about local independent restaurants, and some of my just general thoughts on on how local independent restaurants have to have to work. A lot of our local independent restaurants, Bob, are backed by people who have significant money, and that makes a big deal. If you're a smaller entrepreneur trying to make it work, you've really got to start these start small, be successful, grow bigger, grow bigger. And some people start small, become very successful, and say, that's all I want. That's, I'm, I'm happy to be this little small place and make money and I don't have to get bigger and bigger. So we're talking about that. But, of course, we are also an area full of great franchise restaurants. And two of the ones that I frequent all the time, uh, Olive Garden and Cracker Barrel, uh, this week said that in a couple of, of um, earnings calls, their in investor earnings calls, said that the over 65 crowd isn't coming to those places anymore. Now, I got to tell you, when I'm a Cracker Barrel, and we're there at least once a week, I loves me the Cracker Barrel, some grilled catfish, yeah, baby, dumplings, hash brown casserole. Hmm. No, I've got lunch plans otherwise, but maybe tomorrow. That sounds good. Um, I loves me the Cracker Barrel. But when I look around, I think I'm among the youngest. I mean, it looks to me like pretty old people. There. Well, maybe you ought to mention that the next, next time you and Nancy go there, Howard. Maybe they'll... they'll Hit you with a little discount or something. You say, hey, look, look around here. You know, I'm here all the time, and look what the survey says. A uh, article I pulled up from finance.yahoo. Older Americans are losing their appetite for restaurants such as Cracker Barrel and Olive Garden. Company representatives have pointed to increased prices and ongoing health concerns alienating some of their over 65 customers. And what confuses me, I get the price issue, all right? I mean, I don't notice the prices at either place going up dramatically, but okay, maybe they are. I, I, I'll be honest, I'm at this stage in my life, I'm lucky enough not to have to worry too much about whether today's meal is more than yesterday's meal was. So I, I don't, I'm not as price conscious. What I don't get is this, the Cracker Barrel says, it's seen as traffic decline across the board because, uh, with over 65 group, because of concern about COVID. I mean, COVID is, what, three years? It was three years ago, right? I just, I, I am very aware that COVID is something that is, has not yet gone away. Uh, I am vaccinated. I have one more vaccination to get. My doctor told me to get the most current one. I haven't done that yet, but I will. Um, but I don't live in fear of that. I mean, it's been, it's been years, well, a couple of years since I worried about going into a restaurant and, and had fear of COVID. Yeah, but you're not old, old Howard. I mean, you're getting up there. But uh, there's people older than you. Maybe they yeah. made maybe they made the choice of those days are over. You know, we're not going to do that. We're not going to sit with a, a big crowd of people at a restaurant or at a ball game or, or anywhere. Uh, well, you, you you might be right. Uh, uh, but I am, I, I, 
Thank you for saying I'm not that. <laughs> I'm too old. I said, Howard, too old. I mean, I'm 70 years old, and I have every single ailment you could have. I have kidney problems. I have heart problems. I have liver problems. I have lung problems. I don't walk so good. That doesn't really have much to do with COVID. But, I mean, I, I have all of those problems, so I am very much. And yet, and believe me, as you have pointed out several times, Bob, during the COVID year, we just went in and cocooned. That was it. Just didn't we stayed home and that was that was the end of it. Well, it looks like you made it, Howard. But I made it like a Barry Manilow. So, but I, I just didn't get this that uh, si- over sixty-five folks are not coming to restaurants like Cracker Barrel or Olive Garden. I'm going to both of them as often as I can. So, and now I'm thinking about. It. I wish I could go to, Olive, to a Cracker Barrel today, but got other plans today. All right, nine o'clock. Watchdog Morning Show. Wheeling City Manager Bob Hare is supposed to be with us next hour. Hopefully, he remembers. That's coming up. FM 98.1, AM 1600, WKKX Wheeling. FM 97.7, AM 1370, WVLY Moundsville. From ABC News, I'm Sherry Preston. Global support amid growing concern. Israel continuing to amass hundreds of thousands of troops along the border with Gaza as civilians in the territory continue trying to flee. ABC's Matt Rivers reports from Cairo that the border between Gaza and Egypt is not open despite previous reports that it was. There's been a lot of confusion surrounding this border crossing from Gaza into Egypt. Is it open? Is it closed? Are American citizens being allowed to come across? As of now, we can tell you the answer is no. That border crossing remains closed. This is a border crossing called Rafah that has been at the center of diplomatic efforts by the U.S. Secretary of State and others to get Egypt to open that crossing to allow U.S. citizens trapped in Gaza to get out. New death tolls from the conflict so far, more than 1,400 in Israel, nearly 2,800 in Gaza. The Israeli Defense Force is also upping the number of people believed held hostage by Hamas to 199. Last night, President Biden told CBS's 60 Minutes the U.S. backs Israel's bombardment of Hamas strongholds. Israel is going after a group of people who engage in barbarism that is as consequential as the Holocaust. And uh, so I think Israel has to respond. They have to go after Hamas. The president postponing a trip to Colorado today to stay in the White House for national security meetings. An Illinois man accused of stabbing to death a six-year-old boy and seriously wounding his mother at their home just outside Chicago. The suspect, their landlord, police say he singled out the victim.